0: Two did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who else? Yes. Yep. Good. Oh, that's good. Praise the Lord. And you reminded me I needed my glasses. That was good. All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for all your grace and your mercy. I pray, Lord God, that you would open our ears to hear, open our eyes to see, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to enter into the place, God, the calling, the purpose that you have assigned for us. Let today, Lord God, be a day of transformation. God, let it start in me, Lord God. I pray that all those who hear the sound of my voice will not hear my voice, but they will hear your spirit, Lord God. Move in us, teach us, instruct us, God. Illuminate us, Lord God, by your spirit, God. We praise you, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we're going to turn this morning to, first off, we're going to go to Luke 11. And you will recognize this scripture, but we looked at it last week in Matthew 6. Luke gives a little bit more detail on it. As Matthew, Mark, and Luke are synoptic, meaning they tell the stories, basically different perspectives, where, where John is not synoptic, right? Doesn't tell the same stories in there. So we have, we're going to be looking at Luke this morning, and I'm glad we got some visitors today. Prepare yourself. It's not as easy as Clayton's class. Just kidding. You me tell him I said that. Okay, we're going to begin reading here in Luke 11 and 33. I'm going to read down to 36. No one lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a lampstand. Y'all see what I got here? No one, you see? No one, y'all got to find the scripture, come on. No one lighting a lamp lights a lamp. To put it in a cellar, Greek on that is a crypt. Isn't that fun? A crypt. Oh, I was like, what? (laughs) What are you doing interrupting me, Tim? I was like, what? (laughs) There we go. Thank you for letting me know. Okay, no one lighting a lamp puts a lights a lamp to put it. I'm putting it in this. So, oh, it's not tall enough. Well, that doesn't work. Let's leave it off. Lighting a lamp does so to put it in a cellar or under something. But they. Anyone lighting a lamp doesn't do so to put it in a cellar, in a crypt, or under a basket, but on a lamp stand, so that those entering may see the light your eye is the lamp of your body when your eye is healthy your whole body is full of light but when it's sick your body is full of darkness therefore watch out if the bible says watch out what does it want you to do watch out therefore watch it's a warning isn't it therefore watch out that the light in you is not darkness If then your body is full of light, which no part of it dark, it will be as full of light as when a lamp gives you light with its gleam. Now, that's a lot of lights and a lot of lamps and a lot of different things, isn't it? Jesus is a master teacher. I don't know if y'all knew that. He can take the smallest grouping of words and string them together with such profound meaning that we, 2,000 years later, would still be being blown away by the revelation knowledge. If you're not blown away by the words of Jesus, it's because you don't read your Bible. That's a plug for reading your Bible, if you didn't know. So, what did I do this morning? I lit... candle and all of you can see it now we know last week if you aren't here I don't have time to go back through it but we use a lantern what if there was something now I want to say this the way I wrote it because it's better what if there was a thing that touched everything what if there was a thing that touched everything and if you could change that thing then you could alter everything. What if there was a thing in your life? What if there was a thing that touched everything else in your life? And if I could change that thing, I could effectively alter everything. Now, what is that thing? No. No. The word of God is unchangeable. There's only one thing. I'm talking about in your life, there's a thing. That if I can touch, that thing touches everything in my life. And if I can change that thing, not me, but the Holy Spirit. And I can change everything about you. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Now you're mad. You're close. I am going to tell you. Your, the scripture tells us, your perspective. Because your perspective is the candle. Everybody has a candle lit. Everybody has a perspective. You do you just do everybody has a candle lit everybody has a lantern thank you mike it did come in handy everybody has a lantern just like the lantern gives me guidance oh there's something there what just i perceived a danger and I will make an alteration according to what I perceived so this lamp is like Jesus is saying is like your perspective and he says that's why he goes into saying and if this is darkness not not lit if this illumination in you is a light of darkness a perspective of darkness how great how great is that darkness how great is that darkness if i If how I make determinations about what I perceive is a darkened perspective, I will always be making determinations through that darkened lens, and I will be walking on a path, and my behavior will always be the behavior that darkened perception has assigned to me. So if I can this morning bring us to the place where Jesus is saying, if I can take that perspective and I can cause someone to begin to alter their perspective to his perspective, then we can actually begin to be healthy relationally, This will fix your marriage. This will fix your family. Because it won't do anything to them, it'll only change you. Dang. I was hoping you'd change them. So it ultimately does, doesn't it? So we look at this. So if the light within you is darkness. Now, so if we could perspective define. This is Andrea's definition. It's how I see things. It's how I see things. It's my method of deciding. How did you decide that person was a bad person? You just held your perspective up to them. And you made a determination based on your perspective. And then you, what you decided, you behaved according to what you decided. That's just how this thing works. It's not complicated. So the real thing is if I try to address you and change your behavior, I am, I won't say that. I could because it's biblical. King James. <laughs> doing something against a wall <laughs> some of you know bible well enough to know what i just said others are like i have no idea what she's talking about but in other words i am doing something that is going to blow back on myself no i'm not judging i am judging you know what this is funny this is a funny thing right here i had someone the other day tell me i was judging I love that when they do that. Because it's great, because the only person, when someone tells you that you're judging, the only person judging is the person telling you you're judging. And you know, what I told them, I said, no, I'm not judging you. I said, it's just, I said, it's just, this looks different on me than it does on you. You got a screwed up perception what if you could change this about yourself what if how you saw things could be the perspective of the Word of God what if the light within you was really light and not darkness and then everywhere you went that light that perspective that method of deciding was actually the decision of righteousness was Christ's formation in you and everywhere you went every dark road when you hit that job where there was nothing but bad people you didn't look at that through your war perspective of thinking that the world is God to cater to you and give you everything you want but instead you would see the opportunity for you to be a light in the darkness don't tell me about your co-workers don't tell me at all Daniel's co-workers were witches warlocks and soothsayers and he still rose to a place of preeminence and changed the entire nation that he served in and he was a eunuch if he had anything to be complaining about it was that the man had been castrated I don't hear him ever belly aching about that. That's what eunuch means, y'all. You know what? A, you know why? Because you don't put people near the king's harem who can raise up seed of another kind. You think today's bad? You think our present government is wicked? You ain't seen nothing yet. I think comparatively, it's better than Babylon. I mean, I'm not here to get into political wrangling. Lord's already told me about that. Okay, so perspective, how I see things, a method of deciding. We have to open our eyes to our darkness. What if we could open our eyes to our darkness? What if, what if, what if we could open our eyes to the, re- the rulership of inferior sight? Inferior sight. What if we could see with true light? What if what was inside of us was truly the light of the world and not the light of our understanding or the light of our doctrine or the light of our heritage or the light of our history or the light of our habits? If we didn't decide everything from the past and put that upon it, what if... What if the good news was really good enough to set you free? What if? What if you didn't have to spend the next 20 years dealing with the past? You've been dealing with for the past 50. It would require you changing your perspective. If it's broke, let's fix it. Don't come to me asking me about why you can't get along with A, B, or C. I'm just going to put a mirror in front of you and say, deal with that. Let's sing Michael Jackson. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. No message could have been any clearer. If you want to see the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. I don't know. They do something like that with a foot. There you go. So you won't forget that now. See, I've already, I've already, I've galvanized it. That's, it's all right. Okay. Perspective. Who will read Ephesians 1, 18 and 19? And I'm going to go, don't everybody go there. Somebody's going to want to go to 2 Kings 6 and 13. Yeah. Hope it's a translation I like. It's always my problem. Oh, Good. I love that, but I like my translation better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be in light. Oh, no, it says the same thing. Who says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be opened? Anybody? That's what it should say. Well, it could say, and that would be what I'd like. I pray that the eyes, probably new, it's probably international, new international. I pray that the eyes of your be This, if every single one of you have a candle lit, it will be blown out one day. You will take your last breath. And that's it. The eyes of your understanding may be opened. So, today, go ahead, what is it? Uh huh. In light, the eyes of our understanding to be opened. That's really what I want to get you to. Your perception to be open to His illumination. You know what the funny thing is about perception? It's hard to actually identify yours. Did you know it? Well, it, it was so so hard. It's like, you know, without a mirror, I have never seen my own nose accurately. I can't, if, if I had no mirror, I could not tell you the color of my eyes. I would never know. You could tell me the color of my eyes, but would I believe you? Maybe, maybe not. Imagine that. What if you, you depend on a reflection to tell you the color of your eyes. Something so obvious and so personal wow ah yes so what we have to do in order to change our perception or to rectify or to alter our perception we have to look into the mirror of the word of God and look at our reflection through the lens of Christ let me see, who does God say that I am? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I know, some of you are more fearful than wonderful. <laughs> are you raising your hand to that? Oh, no. you <laughs> Uh-huh. And not just, yeah, and not just gaining wisdom and knowledge and revelation is not, just, is not just information gathering. It's actually looking at yourself through the lens of Christ and saying, that's who I am. He calls me the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He says I am seated with him in heavenly places. He says that I am the head and not the tail. He says that I am before and not beneath. He says that I will lend and not borrow. He says that I am the oak of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. He said that I shall be planted by the rivers of water and will bear fruit in every season. You see, in the kingdom of God, there's no winter. See, his perspective needs to be my perspective. I am tired of a group of people who constantly try to make their perspective God's perspective. He's not changing. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. My salvation has a historical starting point. It started at finished. The day that he said, it is finished. That's where I, when I said, Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior, I started from He didn't drop me off a mile out from the cross and tell me to work my butt off until I deserve something. I just received it by grace. And grace became my new perspective. I can't not be a champion, y'all. I look just like the one who made me a champion. He triumphs in all things in Christ Jesus. He led captivity captive. He gave gifts to men. He is the one who is causing us. He said all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to Oh, go therefore, go there. That's my perspective. But if the light within you is darkness, you say, oh, they're not, I don't want to hang out with them. I don't want to go to church with them. That church is full of hypocrites. if the light within you is darkness, then your method of deciding will always be broke. Your walk will always be handicapped. Your brain will always be addled. Your image will always be deformed you will always struggle. You will always collide with the same problems you always have. Oh, they'll be different, different faces, different names. You'll marry a string of wives or a string of husbands, and they'll be the exact same ones you married before. Because the problem, until you get this fixed, all your methods of deciding... Will be by the light you cast on your circumstance. And you just can't outgovern your perception. Just can't. Just can't. It'll win every time. But what if there was a thing that touched everything? And what if there was one who could change the thing? Then what would be the byproduct? Everything would be changed. Just be flight lessons. Just be, I'm not earning anything, y'all. Nothing. Not earning a thing. I'm learning. I'm learning about my equipment. You see, it's been screwed up with heritage, history, and habits. That's not who I am. That's who, that's who my perspective has trained me to be. And so now I've got to learn how to walk in the image that I was created in. From when? From the foundation of the earth. From finish. Okay, what did God do on the seventh day? What did he do on the eighth day? What? Wait. There wasn't an eighth day, was there? So... Did he start over again on Monday? Started game one and created another earth somewhere else? Some of you think that. Some of you believe in aliens. Stop. Just stop. Stop. Just stop. I know. Just stop. I, I'm not going to tell you the stories I got. I got lots of them, though. Oh, dear Jesus. Okay, Ephesians. Now I'm going to go to 2 Kings. Where did I go? Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Okay, I'm going to go to 2 Kings. I'm going to read this real quick. Man, y'all are going to get, I, I, I believe, I believe in y'all. Y'all's got such destiny in y'all. And he said, go and see where he is. What? Well, y'all are supposed to have words of knowledge in this place by now. 2 Kings 6 and, I don't know. I can't see this as well. <clears throat> Um, what did I just say, 13, Second Kings six thirteen. And he said, go, see where he is so I may send and seize him. This is the king of Aram, and he's sending his soldiers to Elisha because Elijah keeps reading his mail because Elijah's flowing in the gift of knowledge and this is what's going on. And he reported to him, behold, Elisha, I'm adding that so you'll know the story, is in Dothan. So he sent horses, chariots, and a great army there. And they arrived at night. Ah, when does the enemy arrive at your house? Yeah, that's, that's, in, that's enemy M.O. If they arrive at night, you just say, shut up, devil. You know what I mean? I heard a story of Smith Wigglesworth. He woke up in the middle of the night, and he felt the presence of evil in his house. So he got up, and he lit a candle, because he didn't have electricity, you know. He lit a candle, and he began walking down the hall of his house. And he said, I came face to face with Satan himself you know what he did he held that candle up and he went oh it's just you and he blew the can and he said oh it's just you blew the candle out and said I'm going back to bed it's just it's just just you Uh, you know that's Smith Wigglesworth y'all can work on that yourself the man raised the dead on a regular so there you go Now, when the attendant of the man of God had risen early and gone out, there's an army around. Behold, an army with horses and chariots was surrounding the city. Oh, dear God, no, no, no. That's not in there. That's my part. So his attendant said to him, Alas, my master, what are we going to do? Whoa. Oh, God, I can't pay my electricity bill. I mean, I got a white. What are we going to do? Elisha said, Fear not. Fear not. dun da da Fear not. That's what I'm going to start doing. When you come to me with your problems and you're like, "Ah," you know what I'm going to do? I'm I'm just going to go, fear not. For those who are with you are more than those who are against you. I'm going to say, you're dismissed. (laughs) Y'all like that? And then, fear not. For those who are with you are more than those who are against you. And then he said this. Open his. Eyes. Oh, that's the prayer, the prophetic word that has to go out from the voice of the church again to tell the people of God Oh, oh God, open our eyes. Give us some perspective other than this darkened, earthbound perspective that says we're dying and we're crying and we're sad and we're going under and fear's winning and the devil's more powerful. Oh, come on. I'm looking for somebody who's got the perspective of a champion and not a chump. I want people who want to live in the miraculous, not the mundane. I want people who have tasted the sublime and can't be satisfied with so-so. I want people who have walked in the extraordinary and have said, I'm finished with ordinary because God has opened my eyes and there are more for us than against us. God changed our perspective from that of whining, sighing, dying, sniveling brats, milk sod, milk-toast bunch of spoiled brats who don't know Genesis from Exodus or Revelations from Ephesians because they hadn't stuck their nose in a Bible in ten years. If you don't eat on Sunday, then you just don't eat. I'm telling you, if you would eat at the same rate of food... Natural food as you do spiritual food, obesity would not be a problem in the United States. We'll tithe everything or nothing because we have the, we're artists, we're artists, we're artists at crafting our rules according to our darkened perception and making it sound somehow like God told us to. Liar, 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 pants on fire, hanging from a telephone wire. God didn't tell you not to tie. You're a liar. He didn't. Let God be true. Let every man be a liar. You like that? I want your perspective. If I could touch something, I hope I make you mad. I had a coach. His, His motive for me when I played basketball, I was a freaking awesome basketball player. I can't prove it. I can't prove it. I have witnesses, but sometimes he reneges on me. And he won't back me up. But he knows I've stomped his butt in basketball on more than one occasion. Tell the truth in the house of God. (laughs) No, no weakness. What was I saying? I got caught up in my pride. (laughs) Sucked everything else. Huh? Coach, yes. So I want to make you mad because some people just play better when they're mad. And I was one of them. My coach would make me so angry. He would, I you, so some of you, some of you, it did not matter. You know, you're just going to be what you're going to be. You know, it's my husband. I can make him mad, sad. It's all the same. Am I kidding? That's it. That's the same face. That's mad face, happy face, sad face, glad face, joy. That's all of it. That's just one Darth Vader, one face fits all. You don't know what's behind there. You're going to have to go a little deeper. I mean, but me, how many of you just play better when you're mad? Oh, come on. So if I have to shake you up a little bit and get you just slightly hacked off, I will if you will actually tap into the beast that is inside of you and go after the enemy with the fortitude and the ability and the possibility that God has assigned you to and quit viewing yourself through the lens of a benchwarmer. There are no bench warmers here. These are A string players. How many of you are on the A team? I was on the A team right here. If I competed, I wanted to win. Oh, I want that. I, I, want, I want champions. Now, I'm not talking about sports. You say, well, I was a PE kid. Okay. But in the house of God, you're a string. This is your chance. It's your chance. You didn't get picked first. You got picked last every time? Throw off that victim cloak and jump up and say, yeah, but now I got the different perspective. I know who I am. I know in whom I believe and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I would love to see some people get up in here and just run hell out of their house instead of watching it on Netflix. Are those people in a covenanted relationship? You're watching them, you're watching him, them bet each other? Are they covenanted? Oh, it's just entertainment. Well. Yeah, I can't imagine why Christians in the world commit adultery at the same rate. it's 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 mind-boggling i don't know i just can't figure it out i can't figure out if maybe their perceptions being trained yeah oh the lord just wants me happy Mm, i was never meant to marry them anyway Mm. Yeah, it's not God's will for my life to stay here. You see? Is this tough? My bitterness is justified. You didn't know what they did to me. Okay. He's got a perspective. He's got a light. He'll light in you. That'll so transform how you think you'll forget to hate them I, you know what I'm talking about have you ever forgot to hate someone forgot you hated them I forgot I hate you I must, you know what I mean that person who did you so wrong and just see him and be like, hey, man, how's it going? I watched Mike. I watched Mike do his stepdad. Came in the, in the nursing home when his mom, we were on our way to Scotland. He came in and Mike just hugged him and said, hey, how's it going? It's so great to see you. I'm like, did you forget you hate him? <laughs> he forgot. He he'll call, One day he accidentally called Mike. but called him, you know. He hung up. I don't know why he had his number. You know what Mike did? Called him right back. Hey, did you call? The man abused him repeatedly. Mike forgot he hated him. Because there was a different perspective, there's a different candle lit in his house. And that candle that got lit in his house was the perspective of the Holy Ghost. And it was, the, it was the one thing that changed everything. He didn't have to work on forgiveness. He just got the right candle lit. And it cast out every shadow of darkness, including bitterness. It cast out greed. It cast out perversion. It ca- See, it touches everything. It cast out laziness. It cast out sloth. It cast out perversion. I already said perversion twice. It cast out all those things. It cast out shame. It cast out, what else can it cast out? I don't know. I'm just coming up with stuff. Y'all tell me. You know what it needs to cast out. I forgot that I hated myself. I forgot I wanted to commit suicide. Dang! I forgot I was depressed. Man, I got to take better care of things. I forgot I had PTSD. I forgot. I forgot I had anxiety disorder. I forgot I was sick. I just started seeing like he sees, and it just started casting out all kinds. What if there was one thing that changed everything? What if we could open our eyes? What if we could open our eyes? What if, what if, what if? I'm not preaching a fantasy here. I don't need everybody. I'm, I'm smart enough. No, I won't get everybody. I don't need I just need a couple. I just need somebody. I just need somebody who says, I don't think she's smoking dope at all. Because I'm not. I'm not smoking. They won't let me near alcohol. I can't see. Hold on. Living debilitated by fear. That's a question mark after that. These glasses are filthy. Open your eyes, living overcome by circumstance. Open our eyes, living on the meager, the mundane. Open our eyes, living on so. Open our eyes. I want a full measure sigh. God, give me your perspective. Blow out the candle of my human effort, God, and let me see through the lens of promise and power and portion of my inheritance. Oh, God. Now here's going to bite somebody right on the butt. We have an eschatological that's in time. My pants are falling cuz I'm rolling in the floor. Hang on. We have an eschatological in time viewpoint that says the rapture may happen any minute, which is fine, which is fine, I don't, that's fine. But we have had people in the past 25 years especially, maybe 30, I don't know, that have been so preoccupied with the end of days that they they prep, they've got beans stockpiled under their bed, which that is such a faulty plan, it's just such a faulty plan. What are you going to do when the beans run out? Are you going to share your beans with me? I'm going to get hungry and I'm going to come after your beans. Then what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Plant more? You won't, though. That's nice here when I'm not threatening it. What you're going to do is put your bullet in your gun. And you're going to shoot me. Because you got those, too. You see how you're planning? I'm preparing to murder people to preserve my beans. So I won't go. So I won't die and actually have to go to heaven. That's beside the point. But... See that's see that's a perspective see what I'm and you're making decisions based on that perspective here we go here we go and so if all we've got is this end time get ready 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 for tomorrow get ready for tomorrow get ready for tomorrow by God get ready for tomorrow we're going down get ready for tomorrow get ready for tomorrow it's getting scary buy your bullets get your gun bury them in the backyard get your get it go I mean dry good I mean come on stock it out. Mayan candle, not Mayan candle, Mayan calendars run out. We're living on borrowed time. It's going down. They're coming after you. Who are they? You know they. There you go. But see, here's my point. If we are so ready for the end of days... But we're not even ready for each new day. I mean, ready for tomorrow, but not ready for today. I'm worried about today. I mean, come on, let's deal with today. Here's my viewpoint on the rapture. When's it going to happen, Andrew? You don't believe in the rapture? Didn't say that, did I? Didn't say that. Don't put that word in my mouth. I didn't say that. But here's what, how I, you know how I get Ready? I live ready today. If I'm ready today, I'll be ready tomorrow. I want to be, I'm not putting off anything. I'm ready today. See, we do that. We are such experts at our perspective, pushing things off into a future that we have to not be responsible for instead of being responsible for our today. This is how we live. Like Martha, when Jesus showed up at the tomb of Lazarus in John's gospel, it's the only place you'll find the stories there. He showed up at the tomb at John's Gospel, and Martha, what did Jesus say to her? He'll resurrect. Lord, I know. I know he'll resurrect someday. I know he'll resurrect tomorrow. I know he'll resurrect someday. And Jesus said, I am. The resurrection in life. Roll the stone away. What'd she say? Lord, he stinks. I like King James. He stinketh. He stinks. And this is where I feel like we maybe have lived for a little while in our present climate is that we have a mentality that says the everything stinks today mentality. And everything stinks today mentality. It's a darkened perspective that says, "Can that can be carried for years. You can have an everything stinks today mentality that you can carry with you for a year, two years, 20 years, 30 years. I have people, should I? I had, yeah, I had had somebody give me a book. I love it when people give me, and if you gave me books, go ahead. That's fine. I don't mind you giving me books. I don't mind you because I, I love books. I read a lot. But here's the one that gets me. It's when people give me books to correct me. I love that one. And I know the difference. Some of you give me books and it's your heart. You love the book. You give, Please do. Continue. Don't put yourself in that category. You know who you are. I love you. I respect you. See, get your perspective right. See, no, this, should, this person's not in the room, so there you go. Just fix that for you. See, that's why I don't do this. I have to go through I don't know what's in the purview. Okay, so this person gives me a book. And, guys, I know when people don't like me. I just know. I assume, I don't know why people don't like me. It baffles me. Because what's not to like? (laughs) And so I just go with the assumption it must be you and not me. This is, and so this is Andrea one oh one right here. And so when people give me they don't they don't like me I can tell when, that's not a smile. Try again. You know? You know what I'm talking about. I've been in ministry for years. How you doing? So this person a while back, one gave me a book on compassion. (laughs) What are you trying to say? You know what I said to him, It was a he. So see, oh, now I've just narrowed it down. See, you're like, I didn't give her a book on compassion. So I told this person, I said, what would you like about the book? (laughs) The Lord told me to give it to you. I said, well, bite me. (laughs) I didn't really, but I wanted to. I should have. I will next time. I said, okay. Did I read the book? Why? No. I didn't read that book because what they were saying was, I feel like you're not compassionate and I'd like to instruct you. Had another person give me a book. This is more recently on um, some revelation from the 80s about, you know, how the, religion is the church is no good anymore you know she's no good she's no good she's no good that's what it was the tone of i did read that book and i laughed Now i hope that they never came back they came to give me a book to correct me and they never i've been waiting because i want to talk to him i did ask him to read the book I, i did i looked at the copyright on the book it was about the religion in the in the in the church and it was d- written during the time of jimmy Swaggert and jim baker and all those things you know I mean, this is a little while ago right y'all see and every day st- it stinks today mentality they they're stuck there that's the only church they can see is jimmy Swaggart's church And Jim Baker's PTL, is that right? I mean, that's the only thing they can, it's the only lead, it's their perspective. So they come to me and they give me this book about how bad the church is because I am a pastor's wife. And so somehow giving me the book will fix, you know what I'm saying, what they're doing. They're trying to correct me because God told them to. God always tells people to correct me. I mean, he is always sending people to tell me corrective information. Right, and people I don't have a relationship with is what's funny. If he's going to correct me, he's smart enough to send somebody I like. Let's be real. I mean, does he want to get the word? Does he want to get it to me? Don't send me a jerk. So I read the book on that one and looked at the copyright, and I said, I can't wait for him to come back. I'm ready. I'm like, I agree entirely with this book. And God raised me up. I'm the next generation. I, you see what I'm saying? It was written in 83. I was 11 when this book was written. I was 11 and God raised me up to be something different in the church. Something not attached to the religious order. I am the answer to this book. And if you came to this church more than just to give me a book, to correct a perspective that you developed in the 80s, you might Actually, have a friend. Do you see what I'm saying? If I'm broke, it's not you. I gotta get my light changed. There's only one perspective, and it's gotta be his. You're not going into your purpose with a broke. Perspective. It will always be a broke purpose. You're not going to, I want to see what he sees. I want to say what he says. I want to feel what he feels. I want to breathe in the Christological air of hope and power and joy and happiness and performance that God has enabled me with. And I want to exhale and live a doxological life. That when I walk in, I'm not subject to the environment. The environment is subject to me. You see what I'm saying? You're the lie of the world. If you can find somewhere in that book that tells me you can stay a victim to your circumstance, then you have my full approval. Lay down, suck your thumb, and die. Get her done. But if you can't find in there any excuse for the way you're behaving, then say, God, fix my light. I need a better perspective of who you are. Change me. Change me. Don't change anybody else, God. Change me. Change me until I forget that I don't like them. Change me until I forget I got a mad marriage. Change me until I forget that I'm a jerk and I don't even recognize myself. Change me until words don't spew out of me of cursing and hatred in him. Change me until I forget that I don't need drugs or alcohol to escape from my own self. Change me. change me until i forget that i struggle with a porn addiction you think that's not a real scenario 60% of males in and out of the church 60 in and out and i think females are actually quickly becoming a larger demographic Thanks to our wonderful social media platforms. What if you could get so illuminated? It's time to go probably. What if you could get so illuminated? What if your eyes could be so opened that you couldn't even see the way you used to see? What if you could get so illuminated you didn't feel the need to change everybody else around you? What if you didn't, you got so illuminated you didn't feel the need to give me books to correct my behavior? I've got, guys, I read this book so much all the time, day by day by day by day. I read this book all the time. If this book can't fix me, y'all are just not going to be successful you see what I'm saying I'll, you know the prayer I pray more than any other prayer God I love you and I love your word I'll just sit at my desk and pray that till tears stream down my face God I love you and I love your word I love you and I love your word I love you, I can't pray it without crying, I love you, and I love your word. This is the only candle I want lit in my house. And if I could if I die today, I hope it would be said. She was a lot of things. But she was a lover of the word of God. And if I could pass anything on to my children or anybody who listened to my voice, if I could make you a lover of the word of God, I would have succeeded in touching the thing that touches everything. God has such good things for you. I'm so sick of you capitulating, giving up, turning over waving the white flag every time you have an emotional episode because something didn't go your way and you've fallen out of the church for another six months until you cycle back around stop stopping quit quitting You don't have to get this all at one time, but you got to make up your mind today. Come hell or high water, I'm going with God if the ship goes down then I go down with it if God doesn't come through I'll ask him when I get there but I'm not quitting I'm not stopping it's not negotiable I will be here until he stops me and I will still champion the church the ecclesia the bride of Christ because he will have a church that the gates of hell will not prevail against and I will when I look at his flame-filled eyes, I will say, I loved your word. I loved you. I loved your word. And I loved your church. And nothing makes me madder than to hear somebody cast stones at the church. I want to punch them in the nose. To tell you the truth, I have not done so yet, but that's what I am holding back. He said, no, I won't. I won't because God is perfecting those things which concern me perspective guys oh god change us into your image give us a light that is no longer dark let your radiant glory illuminate our house our mind let every decision we make be through the lens of your word and the lens of christ in jesus name amen ah, my makeup look good one time